0: Well, welcome again to uh, the John Paul II Newman Center here at UIC. My name is Father Connor. I'm the chaplain here. I'm joined by Father Jamie Mueller today, who is, uh, works in the Archdiocese uh, and lives in the neighborhood as well. Um, we're so glad you're here for Sunday Mass. Uh, it's the center of, of our week as Catholics. It's the source and summit of our faith and living our faith. And I think particularly uh, as you start a new school year, to plug yourself into that source and summit, that uh, life and uh, consolation and comfort you get from a lived relationship with Christ. Um, This is the foundation. This is the basis. So I'm so glad um, as you begin this new school year and maybe you're beginning college period, (laughs) this is your first year, first day. Tomorrow will be your first day of classes, uh, that you're starting with this, this act of worship and thanksgiving to God and asking him for his blessing on you in in your studies. I heard an interesting. I read an interesting story this week um, about one of the cameramen for the Discovery Channel who works on Shark Week. Have you ever heard of Shark Week? Well, he's like out in the middle of the ocean and uh, filming sharks, great white sharks, like one of the most terrifying creatures on Earth, uh, and finds himself vulnerable a lot of times because you're up close and personal with this really dangerous predator. And someone asked him, like, what happens if? You find yourself, and there's, there's a great white shark swimming right at you. And he says, uh, it's very counterintuitive, but what you have to do in that moment is swim right back at it. Um, because in the shark's mind, everything in the ocean runs from the great white shark. And so everything acts like prey. And by running away or trying to swim away from a great white shark, it'll just pursue you and eventually catch you and uh, destroy you. But if you swim toward it, there's something that, like, short-circuits its little fish brain, and it's like, wait, what? Uh, and all of a sudden, it's confused, and it, it just swims away. And that's the advantage of being a human being, is that even though we have, like, animal instincts, like, written into our DNA, like fight or flight, if we are being attacked by a monster, we want to run away, we can, if we're brave enough, kind of supersede that, go, go around that instinct. Because we know that that instinct is actually to our harm. This is going to hurt me if I... Everything in my being is telling me, run away. But I know that running away is going to destroy me. So I need to turn around and run at what scares me. There's something very deep about that. It's, it's something unique to our our constitution as human beings, that we are gifted with that ability to go against, and maybe maybe I could say, our nature, because the thing in our nature that is tending to run away or tending to do a certain thing is actually hurting us. Jesus says today, strive to enter through the narrow gate. What is he talking about? Well, the people have asked him, basically, is it hard to get into heaven? Will there be a lot of people saved in the end or just a few people? And these people, by the way, who are asking this question are pretty darn sure that they're saved that they're going to heaven, because they're the good ones. They're the observant Jews of Jesus's time. They're the religious authorities. They're the people who tell other people what they're doing wrong. They're pretty sure they're saved, but they're just wondering, what about all these other people, these garbage people that don't really do a lot of good stuff like us? Are they going to be saved too, or is it just going to be for us? And Jesus looks at them and says, strive to enter through the narrow gate. He doesn't really answer the question. He just looks at them and tells them, go to the narrow gate, strive to enter through it. But what is The narrow gate. He's talking about the gate of heaven. The gate to heaven, Jesus says, is narrow. What is the gate to heaven? What does it look like? We're Christians. I'll give you a hint. It looks like a lowercase t. It's the cross. The gate of heaven is the cross of Jesus. And Jesus says, you have to, to be my disciple, take up your cross daily. Embrace your cross. Carry it. Deny yourself. The cross is everything we want to run from. The cross is our suffering, our pain, our loss, our weakness, our feelings of inadequacy. But most especially, the cross is our deepest place of shame. When we look at the cross of Jesus, don't, if we're honest with ourselves, we say, this means there's something really wrong with us that we killed Jesus, that the perfect man came to earth just to announce the kingdom of heaven, just to invite us into the banquet of of heaven, and we killed him. I killed him. There's something in me deeply wrong, and I want to run from that. And for each of us, Jesus says, take up your cross. You have a cross. You have some place in your heart that haunts you, when you look at it, when it, it's like this great white shark and you're swimming in the ocean. and You're, just, you're looking at the seals and the fish and, and then the shark comes and you're like, ah! And everything in your being says, run away from that. What Jesus is saying is, turn around and run toward it. It's the narrow gate that's the only way. And the thing about the cross is that it is our place of deepest shame. It's our place of deepest insecurity, weakness. The part of us that says, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. I sabotage my own self here. It's my fault. But if we let it, it can become the place of deepest joy because we know ourselves to be loved there. What Jesus does on the cross is he goes to the place. He knows that there's something wrong with us. That's why he came. But he came to show you that I, even in this place, I love you. I don't condemn you. I don't judge you. I want to heal you. Strive to enter the narrow gate. The cross, the gate, is the place of hope. It's our only hope of getting into heaven. It's through Jesus to be transformed in these places, to become a saint. That's what Christ calls us to. But it can also be this place of shame, this place of, I, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. Nobody wants me. I'm broken. So the journey towards salvation to heaven is this battle between hope and shame. Which will I let win? And one of the ways to deal with it or just to kind of jettison the whole thing is to do what the Pharisees do. Do, do what these people who are asking Jesus this question. It's pride. It's to say, no, nothing's wrong with me. I'm fine. Right? I'm definitely getting in. I deserve it. <laughs> who deserves it? No one. I heard this story once of a guy at the airport. And he was at you know, that ticket counter where you check your bag. And, and he had something wrong with his flight. And he... And he needed to change it or, or get something fixed or get a refund or whatever. And he was kind of yelling at the ticket lady because he wasn't getting exactly what he wanted. And she wasn't doing it fast enough. And he said, do you have any idea who I am? And the lady, instead of uh, barking back at him, just gets on the microphone, you know, to like the whole airport, the people in, the, in line. She goes, excuse me, does anyone know who this is? <laughs> and of course, the guy is embarrassed. He's blushing because he realizes like, he thinks he's the center of the universe. He thinks he's all-important. Everyone should know who I am. I'm perfect. But all of us, we're just kind of nobodies if, we really, if it really comes down to it. We're so small. We're so weak. We need help. And the only people Jesus can't work with are the people who don't think they need help, that think they don't need him. Who is Jesus friends with? It's friends with the broken, the prostitutes, the tax collectors, the sinners, those who are despised, thrown away, cast out. Those people he knows. You notice what Jesus says when people knock on the narrow gate, sure that they deserve to enter in, but they haven't addressed, they haven't run towards these places and let themselves be loved there. Jesus says, I don't know where you're from. He doesn't say, no, you don't deserve to get in. He says, I don't know you. I don't know you. The mystery is that God knows everything, but there's parts of us that we have to let him know. We have to let ourselves be known. remember this one story a friend of mine told. He was uh, 14 or 15 years old, and uh, he was on his dad's computer late at night, his dad's work computer. It was the only one that had the internet at the time. This was years and years ago, and he started looking at porn, basically. He was looking at bad stuff on the internet he should not have been looking at, and he just kind of was curious and kept going and going until finally like things just kind of blew up and like a virus came on his computer. It just like popped up. And the computer just basically crashed. And he froze. He panicked. This is his dad's work computer. And it's like broken now. And so, what he did was he ran upstairs to his parents' bedroom and woke his dad up and said, Dad, you have to promise to forgive me before I tell you what I did. And he said, what'd you do? He said, no, you have to promise to forgive me before I tell you what I did. And he says, fine, I promise to forgive you. And then he told him the whole story. And it was this big embarrassing thing, but he ran to his dad. He wasn't afraid to bring this shame to his dad. I don't know how many of us would do the same thing if there's some place of fear in us, that there's something we've done or somewhere we've been or something we've wanted or thought that we can't share. We can't be our real selves because we'd be rejected. We wouldn't be loved. What Christ is asking us, is telling us, is strive to enter through the... When you see that great white shark, don't run away or it'll eat you. Turn toward it. Go to it. He's saying, I'm there. That's where I am, with my arms open, waiting to love you. To heal you, to bring you back from the dead. You're starting college, some of you are starting college, or you're at least starting a new year. New year, new you, right? I remember when I first got to college, I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm totally like fresh start, high school's over, it's the new me, right? Well, don't let that new you be some other fake version of yourself. Let it be the real you. Let yourself be known. Pick friends who you can be yourself around, who are going to love you and encourage you to be the best version of yourself, not some other version of yourself that's accepted because of whatever. It's something that's not really you. Come to this place. This Newman Center is here for you. We're here for you. There's all sorts of opportunities I hope you take advantage of. There's mass here every single day at noon and Wednesday and Thursday at 5 15. Wednesday is going to be in Spanish. Confession Monday through Thursday from four to five with Eucharistic Adoration to come to be with the Lord. One thing I'm really excited about this year is we have four Focus missionaries. Focus is the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. We have four full time missionaries. They're here with us. Could you guys stand up, Monica and Mallory, Daniel and Ryan? They're here with us. To Mallory's back, helping put more chairs in. You can sit down. <laughs> They're leading Bible studies for men's and women's Bible studies all year. So please get involved. They'll be outside after mass. Um, Just a small group of people meeting once a week. It doesn't take a lot of time. But these are friends. These are people who can help you to learn more about Christ and learn more about yourself, therefore, and growing in your relationship with Christ. We're open from 9 to 9 every day, except Friday we close at 5. One thing I'm really excited about this year is it's going to be under construction for the next few weeks, but starting up like a a cafe, a coffee shop here um, that's good vibes only. That's just like a really, (laughs) a really great place to hang out so that we can have some intentional community um, as you're in college and and growing and studying. I know there's a lot of stress, so just having a place to relax. Um, We have retreats, all sorts of things. Uh, If I could ask you just right now, if you have your phone on you to pull it out, And to text this number, I know this is such a crass marketing technique, but it's the best way for us to get a hold of you and to and to present you with these opportunities. You can unsubscribe at any time. We're not going to bombard you with texts or emails. But to the number eight four five seven six, text J P the number two Newman J P two Newman to eight four five seven six. So you can sign up for, or you just sign up for notifications on things like service opportunities, mission trips, retreats, uh, Bible studies, uh, music ministry. We'd like, if you have a musical gift, to share it here at Mass, to be part of the liturgical ministers, a server, a lector, Eucharistic minister, a sacristan, all sorts of ways to get involved. I know you've got a lot on your plate. You're going to be at the involvement fair tomorrow. There's tons of stuff to get involved with as a student, but I just urge you to make your faith one of them. Make your faith one of them. Lots of people leave their practice of the faith around your age, 18, 19, 20. And they think they don't need it, or they think, I, my parents made me go to Mass every Sunday. Do I really need to? This can be the pillar. This is, can be the rock that you cling to, especially when things get tough, especially when those things start to haunt you, or your anxieties about studies and stress and all that, to come to the Lord to learn who you really are, your deepest identity, your deepest place of, of being loved. Um, may God bless all of you in your studies this year know of my prayers for you and everybody here at, at Newman, uh, Becca Sire our director of campus ministry is also a great resource, our focus missionaries, Father Jamie and Father, my, uh, Father Connor and myself uh, that we love you and we're praying for you